In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. That's what you want to ask. Go right ahead. Well, well, first of all, let me just answer your question since you don't want to talk about the border. Uh, the reporter never asked me that question. The reporter came to me the night before he released the book, and my understanding was he was saying that I asked President Trump to resign. No, I never did, and that's what I was answering. If you're, answering, if you're asking now, did I tell my members that we're going to ask, ask them if I told any of them that I said President Trump? The answer is no. Well, I'm glad you asked that question, but what's more important than something that happened 15 months ago on a private conversation with about four other people is what's happening here right now. You asked that question on the same day that we found Bishop Evans' body. You asked that question on the same day, in less than a month, or just a month from now, that they're going to lift Title 42. You asked that question on the same day I watched a grown man, 6'5", who lived his life here 20 miles away, break down in tears of what is happening. You asked that question on the exact same day when we toured the border agents, when they put the numbers up about the amount of drug that they have been able to capture. The more than a million people that have come across this border. The people that have gotten away. The more than 175 sex um, traffickers that they have picked up. 
That was your first question after this. I don't think that's what the American people are asking. I think they want to know about what's going to happen here and how we're going to secure the border. Next question. Yes. Well, that's a nice spin there, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. That is a nice spin. That is a great way to get out of answering the question. He says, I don't think American people want to know about that. I think they want to know about this. How about we want to know about both? How about that? How about we want to know what's going on with our border? But it's not because of you, Kevin McCarthy. It's not because of Elise Stefanik, who was very, very upset by that question that the reporter asked, which was, why did you lie about the phone call and about the audio with President Trump? Elise Stefanik didn't look too very happy when that question was asked. It's not because of anybody that's there that we know about that border. Now, I know there's some great people there like MTG, and I know there's some great people there like Chip Roy. I get it. They don't speak for Kevin McCarthy. And likewise, I understand how as a, as a Republican Party, you have to do certain things to, uh, to show a united front. And maybe we are united on this. But Kevin McCarthy sure as heck has not been in boats going down to the Darien Gap of, the Panama, uh, of Panama. Kevin McCarthy sure as heck hasn't been walking the, uh, the sex trafficking trails and picking up the uh, three-year-old and the four-year-old little underwear of children being raped, molested, and sex trafficked. Kevin McCarthy hasn't been finding all of the IDs and, and, and talking to the border agents about what's actually happened. Kevin McCarthy and the rest of his merry band of rhinos have not been, you know, walking up and down the riverbeds and finding people illegally coming into our country. No, they go down to the border, they get their little photo op, they dance around questions that the American people do want to know. I think the people do want to know, Kevin McCarthy, about why you did what you did to President Trump. I think the American people do want to know why you're not fighting harder in D.C. And I think the American people want to know why you are always siding with Democrats and members of the Uniparty rather than Trump MAGA candidates. I think we do want to know that. But I can tell you Kevin McCarthy is not the reason then, six months ago, or six months from now, that people know about the, southern, the invasion on our southern border. You have nothing to do with that, sir. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you for being here tonight. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. From the live, free, or die Granite State of New Hampshire, I come to you every single day blessed and honored to be here doing this job for you. Now, if you did not see the morning show, it was it was an odd show, wasn't it? It was powerful. It was passionate. It was, it was everything rolled into one. It was like all of our feelings that we are all feeling in this country rolled into one show. If you missed this morning show, I urge you to go back and watch it. But I will tell you one thing. I don't know about the rest of the people on Real America's Voice News, and I don't know or care about the rest of the people who have shows on any other network. What I do know is that the things that we do here are for the actual people of America. Not for any other reason. For the people of America. For our traditions, for our children, for our faith, for our God, and for our land. And I hope more people 
start seeing their platforms as more than just a platform to be famous. There is nobody more famous than Jesus, so get on your knees and pray to him that he will guide you in what he wants you to do and not the other way around. Let's go to some uh, emails real quick, ladies and gentlemen. This is from Lindsay. Lindsay says, I have to tell you while I have a chance, I am so appreciative of everything you and your team does. Not only did you teach me the Lord's Prayer, that's amazing. I'm now teaching it to my kids. My six-year-old daughter said she wants to teach it to her kids one day. How incredible is that? I've fallen away from Christ over the years, and I feel that burden every single day. But you're always so encouraging, and when you share your faith, it's continued hope for me. Thank you for caring about others and making a difference every day. That is no thanks needed, and any thanks that you do, any thanks that you do give, I will pass right on to God. I mean that wholeheartedly and sincerely. Thank you very much, and great job teaching the Lord's Prayer to your daughter and your, and, uh, your potential grandkids. This message is going to come from Michelle Pagels. She says, hi, Jeremy, I'm listening to your program. Please read this email and respond, which we have. I'm involved with Moms in Prayer International. Please listen to this if you're a mom or if you want to get involved and help other moms. I lead groups. I lead a group of ladies who pray once a week for our school, our boys and girls, our teachers, and staff. We have a group at our school that our pastor leads called Finding Answers every Friday, and the kids are provided pizza. My kids are successful, and they know right from wrong. They are under God's protection. The Moms in Prayer International provides prayer sheets, and this group, this prayer group, happens all over the world. Uh, Folks, you might want to think about doing this in your own communities. There's a bunch of mothers out there whom I'm sure a lot of you know if you have children in the school districts and stuff like that. Don't be afraid to get together. Don't be afraid to get together because... Uh, There's nothing more powerful than a group of mothers, a group of mama bears. I don't think that there's anything on this planet that can stand in their way. And that is one thing that Merrick Garden Gnome Garland and the rest of the uh, uh, Department of Justice is afraid of. That is moms. There is nothing that a group of concerned moms can do or that can't do. They are incredible. So make sure you guys uh, also see if you can do that in your own communities and really Really make a difference, not for, not for only for you, but for the, for the youth of your community. Now, this is a little bit of a sad story, and I got to read it, though. It comes from Jeff Schmidt. He says, my son is a Marine. His best friend, who is also a, a, a Marine, refused the vaccine. Um, they endured many days of harassment and threats of being put in the brig for not taking the vaccine. Um, he was given a letter that said he had to be packed up, and he and his wife and dog had to be out of the house off the base by Friday. He is also told that he had to return all of his uniforms, including his eagle globe and anchor and emblem that you earn at the end of boot camp and something that all Marines are given when they become Marines, an emblem that is paid for by the individual Marine, by the way. He's received an other than honorable discharge. This is not a discharge or this is not a dishonorable, but it is not an honorable. Apparently, only honorable discharged Marines get to keep their purchased uniforms. Please pray for him. He's only 20 years old now and feels completely crushed. That is what this illegitimate regime has been doing and will continue 
to do to our men and women who fight in uniform for your freedoms. They don't care about them. They want them lock and step with their every demand, regardless of the Constitution, regardless of humanitarian rights, and regardless of the fact that we live in the greatest country of all time, which is the great United States of America. And they will pay for their crimes, whether in this life or the next. And God will take care of that. And I am so sorry to the servicemen and women who have to put up with this kind of crap. Let's go to the Lord now, ladies and gentlemen, as I read from the evening version of Jesus Calling. I want to thank the entire Real America's Voice News for being here tonight. I want to thank the Live from America uh, family for keeping me in good spirits and helping me get from one day to the next as I report the news and bring the gospel to you. It saddens me to see you obsessing about possible problems rather than bringing these matters to me. When you find yourself feeling, or when you find yourself anxiously scanning the horizon of your life, use that as a reminder to seek my face. You will not find me off in the distance. I am here beside you, nearer than you dare believe. That's a pretty incredible statement. From Psalm 73, 23 through 24 and 28, it says, Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. And before you turn out the light tonight, you strong, brave, patriotic, Christian, conservative Americans, instead of wasting time worrying, devote that time to developing a closer friendship with me. Why not start right now? Why not start right now? Let's do it right now. Please remove your hat, ladies and gentlemen, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm sorry for my mop. I still need a haircut. It's all right, though. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We have got one heck of a show lined up for you guys here tonight. So for everybody tuning in, I'm, I know it's late in some parts of the world. I get it. Thank you for being here. We will be back with more Live from America right after this. Please stay tuned. Real America's Voice got to pay some bills. They got to have commercials. But they're not, uh, they're not too long. We'll be right back right after this. But my live from America audience doesn't have to wait through commercials. How are you all doing? Good to see you. Uh, Heather, Jeremy, you look wore out, stressed. I'm here to help. Thank you so much. I'm actually, uh, I'm not stressed. Um, I'm a little wore out, uh, but that's only because this morning was such an emotional, powerful, passionate show. You know, I, <laughs> I expended a lot of energy uh, that I uh, that store away like a little fat chipmunk throughout the day in order to be able to do two shows. Two shows is uh is incredibly was uh, maybe I don't know if that was a good choice, but it's uh, in the beginning. But it definitely makes sure that we stay on the up and up. And yeah, uh, I'm a little bit wore out today, but that's okay. That's okay because I rely on my heavenly Father 
to keep me uh, to keep me going, to, to give me the energy. Larry says, how are you feeling this evening, Jeremy? Larry, I'm a lot better. I'm a lot better after this afternoon. Thank you, Wendy. Wendy Rogers says, good morning show. I appreciate that. By the way, for Heather Traeger, if you're watching, my dear, we raised almost $700 for you today. That's almost halfway there to getting what you need. We're going to send that out to you. And uh, Amanda Collins, your um, check from the Slurp Fund came back because I did not put the correct address on it. We now have that address, and we'll get that right out to you. A very real show, Jeremy. Thank you, Jack. I I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, Let's jump over to Getter real quick. Snapdragons is watching. How you doing? C. Singleton and Brian Tharper watching. Thomas Hammaker. God bless you, brother. Sherry2032 is in the building. We've got Julie Sims, my neighbor, here in New Hampshire. God bless her. She actually sent me a text message right before the show about some bills that passed the Senate here in New Hampshire. Would you like to hear them? Well, here we go. HB 1131, school mask mandate ban, passed New Hampshire Senate today. House Bill 1431, establishing a parental bill of rights, passed today. House Bill 1466 here in New Hampshire, relative to off-label prescriptions, passed. Um, HB 1606, opt-in bill, was special ordered to next week. And HB 1099, prohibiting the Department of Health and Human Services from requiring vaccine passports for special for services, special ordered to end of the day, passed. Ladies and gentlemen, we're making waves here in New Hampshire, and it's because of Julie Sims that I hear about a lot of them being in this show every day. Somebody said they're moving to New, or I want to move to New Hampshire, says Linda. Well, come on. We need more patriots. We need more patriots, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely need more here in New Hampshire or else we are definitely at a uh, uh, we're at a crossroads here because Democrats are flying up here from from New York and Massachusetts and Connecticut. And we don't want them bringing that crap with them with them. Excuse me. So thank you, Julie. God bless you. God bless you. Let's get back to the show, folks. And uh, this first segment is going to be quite long, but I think it's going to be worth it. And I hope you guys stick around and I hope you share the video out. Um, please share out the Rumble video and the Facebook video. The Facebook is, uh, for, for our producers, limiting his reach. So we need a lot of help over there, but we need a lot of help here on Rumble too. I want people to have the Rumble link um, so that they can jump in and, 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 uh, and, and be with all you crazy awesome people here in the Rumble chat. Here we go. Back to the show. Welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. I'm Jeremy Harrell, and God bless you all. Please lift your cups up as we get started for our first and foremost segment of the day. And it's a doozy, so you're going to want to stay here for this. Folks, my biggest fight that I want to bring up here today on this first and foremost section, and for those who watch the show in the morning times, you know how serious this is to me. My biggest fight here on Life from America and my priority as a father, as a husband, and as an uncle, and maybe someday possibly a grandfather, is our children of America, our youth. The innocence of a child is so incredibly precious and so incredibly priceless that once it's gone, they never get it back. 
I'm willing to bet that a good majority of you who are watching right now had your innocence taken away from you when you were young. I'm willing to bet that a large majority of the female audience that's watching this show tonight had had their innocence taken from them at a very young age. And I can guarantee you those who have have never forgotten it. And in some way, shapes, or form, it has ruined their life and controlled the way they thought and the way they feel. I can guarantee you that's the case. We live in a very evil world, ladies and gentlemen, and people are coming after our children now more than ever. They don't have to beat you. They just have to win the war by getting your kids on their side. Now, some of the, low, some of the most large, the largest and most powerful woke corporations we have found out over the last couple of years have openly, publicly, and brazenly waged a war on parents of this country over their kids. That is the red line. From Disney to Netflix, from Hollywood to, yes, even Oreos, I will fight each one of these woke, pedophile corporations with my last dying breath. And I have a feeling that millions of you out there that are watching this show today, tonight, tomorrow, the recorded version, listen to the audio on on iHeartRadio or wherever, I have a feeling that you feel the same way. The one thing that unites us all is our children. And these woke corporations, who we all thought were so great for decades, they've waged a war on those kids. And Disney is just the beginning, folks. And it's not just a war over your kids. It's a war over everything. They want to control you just like big government, which is why big government bails them out every single time they fail instead of letting the capitalist free market system work the way it's supposed to, which is dog eat dog. And if you fail, you fail. There's somebody there to pick up the reins. That's the way this country is built on. That's what it's built on. So we call this woke capital, folks. Now, I want to go through different ways that we can bury woke capital. Woke capital, the constellation of the left-wing globalist American empire, state-connected businesses, all aligned, is not about to leave red state America alone to govern itself. Look at the corporate response to the Texas abortion law last year. The Rideshare app, which we all know as Lyft, decried Texas law as, an incompa- as incompatible with people's basic rights to privacy. Our community guidelines, the spirit of Rideshare, and our values as a company. Sensing Roe v. Wade's days might be numbered, Business Forward, a left-leaning Chamber of Commerce-style group, published a piece in Fortune magazine last summer encouraging corporate leaders to, quote, call and meet with elected officials at all levels to let them know that abortion restrictions, including bans and trigger laws, have a negative impact on the current and prospective workforce in their state. Folks, it's no secret that this country is a pay-to-play country. Woke Capital is savvy enough to couch its objections in corporate speech, at least for now, 
Others are content to dispense with happy talk and explicitly call for something that has been tracking, uh, that, that we in the media have been tracking for some time. The left's embrace of using the resources and tactics of the national security state against domestic political enemies. Now, according to this view, red states that dare to govern in a way that the New York Times disapproves of ought to be the targets of a Russia-style sanctions campaign. Let's just go through some of these tweets, okay? Here's some blue-checked, blue, checked, blue, uh, blue mark, checkmark Twitter accounts. Rob Kane says, since Ohio, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and Oklahoma have publicly declared themselves to be terrorist states targeting LGBTQ, abortion seekers, and young girls, there ought to be a Russia-style sanction campaign against them. Jordan Zacharin says, he's another blue-checked Twitter woketopia moron, Republican states are terrorizing queer kids, locking up women for having abortions, and putting bounties on anyone that helps them. If this were happening elsewhere, the media would be calling for sanctions and war. When will the press cover the GOP like the fascists they are? Folks, do you understand that the LGBTQ plus IA pedophile community, they start at the youngest age possible, which is why you see Storybrook Unicorn Tranny Hour at your local library that's taxpayer funded for, tw- for two-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds. That's why you see that stuff. They plant these seeds at such an early age And they make these kids believe that if you don't agree with this or accept this, then you are phobic or you are a bigot. So what happens happens is these young children's minds who are not even close to fully developed, they think that unless they not only embrace that lifestyle but become that lifestyle, if they don't become that lifestyle, they are phobic and bigots. See, it's not so much anymore that if you say, I don't agree with it, you're called a phobic and bigot. Now they want you to engage in it or you're a phobic and a bigot. Then what happens? Well, then you start deciding, well, what am I? Was I born this way? Because the LGBTQI plus pedophile group says that I was born this way. Sexual, immoral sexual sin is immoral sexual sin. Whether you desire to sleep with a man, if you are a man, that's no different than if somebody wants to cheat on their spouse and they go and do it. They give in to that sexual urge. You don't need to give in to your sexual urge. And I can't prove this, but I'd be willing to bet because I know how gracious and good God is and I know what he says about same sexes lying with each other and then pushing this stuff on children, I do know that I, I, I'm pretty sure that you weren't born that way. However, that's a, that's a topic for another time because I'm not in any way bashing people for being gay or being what they want to be. I'm bashing them for putting that lifestyle on children so young and then making the children believe that, that if they don't engage in it and become part of it, then they are phobic or that they are bigots. And what that leads to is confusion. And it leads to a confusion that they either don't know if they're a boy, they don't know if they're a girl, 
Then they get to a point like you heard what I read yesterday where they start mutilating surgical transformations from men to women and vice versa. And this stuff is irreversible. Not only is the physical part of it irreversible, but the mental part of it, the emotional part is irreversible. And the normal people on this planet need to stop being afraid of what somebody is going to say about them if they stand up and give their children another um, narrative, another option, another pathway. Because if you let somebody else raise your kids, I can guarantee you nine times out of ten, they are going to raise your kids in a way that you do not want them to. So we, as a country, have to hold these people responsible for doing this stuff to our children. And if that's the public school system, then we need to hold them responsible. If that is a woke corporation or woke capital, we need to hold them responsible. And we need to stand up and say, look, you can call me every name that you want in the book, but folks, don't be afraid about name calling, about people calling you names. Don't you remember what you said in like first grade? I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. The war for this country is on our children. If we don't get to the front of those battle lines, folks, it doesn't matter what else we do. Our country is gone. Stand up for the kids today. Make a difference and make America great again. Oh, what do you guys, (laughs) what do you guys think of the state that we're in? Look, I had no idea. Can I just tell you that I had no idea how big the sexualization of our children actually was? I mean, this is a whole nother swamp. There's the political swamp that Donald Trump talks about. This is a pedophile swamp. We have a political swamp and we have a pedophile swamp. And both of them need to be drained. I have a feeling that too many people are, are focusing on the pedophile, I mean the, uh, the political swamp, but we're not focusing on, the, uh, focusing on the pedophile swamp. Now we can deplete that political swamp all we want, but as long as you have groomers on the back end, raising up the same people that we're draining, then all they're doing is taking a bucket from one and filling the other. Taking a bucket from one and filling the other. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're just, it, you're one step forward, two steps back. There's a political swamp and there's a pedophile swamp. And they both need drained at the same time. And Look, the only way that's going to happen is if concerned parents run for office and make a change. But see, then you get into the political swamp of the people like Kevin McCarthy who will keep you out, who will keep you out of committees so that you can make a change. And that needs to change as well. And that's what I'm going to start talking about when I come back from this next uh, commercial break, actually. That's what it is, folks. We're not... We're not really doing anything unless we take care of the problem at, at hand. You know what I mean? Let's come back from this commercial break and get into it. 
You're locked and loaded right here on Live from America on Real America's Voice News. During the commercial break, I was uh, speaking with some folks on Rumble and on Getter, and I said, look, there is a political swamp and there's a pedophile swamp. And so many of us, and they like it this way, are focused on draining the political swamp. But what happens is, as as much as we drain this political swamp on one side, they are still actively grooming our children over here on the pedophile swamp. And they're both connected because what you're, what you're draining over here, they're raising over here. And every inch that you drain it over here, they're just putting buckets right back in of the next generation of kids that they just groomed. We need to fight both fronts or our country is over. Now, speaking of the political swamp and the country being over, I think it's time that we go rhino hunting. Ah! So you guys saw that political stunt with Kevin McCarthy at the open of the show today down at the border trying to make you believe that the top the top Republicans are worried about the southern border. But that just can't be true. And I figured out that that has to be an absolute and boldface, complete lie because Republicans are saying one thing in front of the camera, but they're doing something very different on the back end. Let's get into it again. Republicans, I've proposed An immigration compromise, listen to what I say, an immigration compromise in an attempt to fully surrender the border to the Democrats. For all the good changes, all the stuff that that, that Ben is doing on the border, the the, the Republicans, the top Republican brass are doing one step forward, two steps back, folks. For all the good changes that have happened in the Republican Party over the last few years, at least in regards to strategies and being willing to fight and growing a spine, blah, 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 thanks to President Trump, there are still some establishment members that we call rhinos who are desperately hanging on to various delusions. One of those delusional rhinos is Senator Tom Tillis. Senator Tom Tillis. With the border being completely overrun, Tillis has proposed an immigration compromise. We do not use that word, by the way, with rhinos, nor do we use that word with communist Democrats. These people are, they they cannot be compromised with, at least to where you uh, get what you want if it's for the American people. Now, if you want what you want for a selfish reason, oh, they'll lie in your pockets all day, but not for the American people. Tillis has proposed an immigration compromise that adds up to a full-scale surrender. First, here are the details, and then we'll get into why that is said. Tillis outlines potential deal that he'd like to cut with Dick Durbin on immigration, which would lead to a pathway to citizenship for all DACA recipients, border security, port of entry upgrades, guest worker program to help restaurants and hotel and hospice um, industries. And a bipartisan group of senators will meet today. Well, they already met today, but they're going to, the, the first started of the, the, the initial meeting was today. And they're going to continue to meet on this throughout th- this week and next week to discuss options for passing immigration legislation this year. The idea is to get as many bipartisan bills we can find to have goals that will add up to 60, says Senator Dick Durbin, referring to the Senate's threshold for passing most legislation. 
Senator John Corman, Tom Tillis, Alex Padilla will meet with Durbin on Thursday. Chuck Grassley may also attend, and all of the members are the, are the Senate Judiciary Committee, and they handle immigration policy. Now, I'm all for bipartisanship if we live in a real bipartisanship world, but we don't. Bipartisanship, when it's coming out of the mouth of somebody like a Dick Durbin or somebody like a Mitt Romney or somebody like you know, that, uh, that level of a politician, that doesn't mean anything to me. What that, what that says to me is you're making backroom deals that benefit you. You're doing backdoor deals that benefit your, your committee and your, uh, and, and your run for your uh, district, but not for the American people. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Tillis said measures that, uh, that could form the basis of a deal include a pathway to citizenship for so-called dreamers, young immigrants brought to the United States as children, border security upgrades, and a guest worker program to alleviate labor shortages in industries like the restaurants and the hotels. Is that how this should be structured, folks? I thought we already had laws that dealt with illegal immigration and people here passed uh, their, their visas or their work visas or whatever, their permits. If you are not a citizen and you did not come here the legal way, which is the line, then you go. Why is it that difficult? I don't understand. I can tell you why, actually. It's because we have a uniparty system that does not care about the laws that they are the ones that are responsible for enacting to begin with. Laws for you and not for them. Rules for thee and not for me. Tom Tillis No, if he is your, even if he's not your senator, reach out to Tom Tillis and say no deal, no compromise on the border. Fix it or go to prison when we get control. One of the two. This stuff is so, it, it, these Republicans, these weak spined Republicans are why, is why Donald Trump had the election stolen from him and no other reason. There is no other explanation as to why Donald Trump had the election stolen if it's not for the Republicans allowing it to happen. So, come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day, Tom Tillis and the rest of the weak-spined Republicans who continue to let us down and continue to lead us down a path of destruction, all to line their own pockets or keep themselves in power. I say, Gitmo, what say you? Now, just right on the other side of the uniparty of the aisle is your dirty Democrat king and queen, Hillary and Bill Clinton. Hillary and Bill Clinton. Hey, Hillary, say Seth Rich's name. Say the names of the people who died in Benghazi for me, will you, Hillary? Hey, Bill, say the name of your rape victims, will you? An Obama-appointed judge won't allow Hillary Clinton's tweet claiming that Trump colluded with Russia's Russian Alpha Bank to be admitted as evidence in the Michael Sussman trial. Something that could incriminate Hillary. Something that could make Hillary look bad. The Obama-appointed judge says, no, we can't have that. As previously reported, John Durham wanted to use Hillary Clinton's tweet 
accusing President Trump of having a secret line of communication with Russian Alpha Bank as evidence in the Michael Sussman trial next month. Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, motion to dismiss Durham case, Durham's case was denied by a federal judge a couple weeks ago. Sussman was indicted last September for, quote, lying to the FBI. According to the indictment, Sussman falsely told James Baker he wasn't doing any work for any client when he was asked to meet with the FBI, and he presented bogus evidence that Trump Tower was secretly communicating with the Kremlin-tied Alpha Bank. Hillary Clinton fired off a tweet at that time claiming uh, Trump Tower was secretly communicating with Russian Alpha Bank. The defamatory tweet is still on Twitter. And the tweet says, computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server link uh, linking the Trump organization to Russia based bank. It was it was an official statement put out by the I'm with her Clinton, uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton campaign. Sorry, I just needed a laugh there. But the judge says, nah, the U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper, an Obama appointee, denied Durham's request to use Hillary Clinton's tweet in the Sussman trial. This was a request from Special Counsel, Counsel John Durham, and it was denied by this Obama-appointed judge. The Special Counsel argued that the tweet is not admissible hearsay because it is not being offered for its truth emphasizing that the prosecutors actually believe its claims were false. Durham said that he instead wanted to present the tweet to show the existence of the defendant's attorney-client relationship with the Clinton campaign, which directly is directly relevant to the false statement charge. However, the Obama-appointed judge was having none of that and continues to protect the king and queen Bill and Hillary Clinton. Now do you understand why they don't want Madison Cawthorn running? Now do you understand why they don't want Marjorie Taylor Greene running? Now do you understand why they don't want Matt Gates running? Paul Gosar running? Ron Johnson running? Possibly Jeremy Harrell running? Do you know why now? Starting to get it? Starting to see what's really happening here? They don't want people to come in and hold them accountable or people to come in and break up their little uh, Kevin Spacey house of cards and their little powerful life. They've already grown to the status of tyranny. They are already there. We are already obligated, and it is our duty to not let these people continue to control this country, but yet they still are. That is why they don't want powerful people in powerful places, because they don't want to be hanging for their own crimes. But I have a feeling, under God's justice, you will. We'll be right back right after this. It does get frustrating, I tell you that. It sure does. It sure does. But right out the side of my office, right on my wall, I have a, I have a, um, I have a plaque. You've probably seen it. Basically says, we know the end of the book, so we have no fear. We know what's going to happen. Not only in the end end, but in the end of these people's political and maybe their physical lives due to old age, dementia, or rotting in prison. God will not forgive the king and queen, says Teresa. Amen, girl. Amen. This was denied, but they have her comments on the material they are using. This judge is actually not bad and is very supportive of the Durham investigation. No, I will say for the most part, you're right. 
for the most part, you are right. But that I, I, I believe that that was a wrong judgment to make because it was so damning towards Hillary Clinton. It was so damning because it, it, it connects her and shows that the uh, attorney-client friendship that was there between the two organizations. So, look, you got to go by the law. You got to go by the law and you got to allow evidence when it's when it's uh, necessary and when it's uh, relevant. I believe that evidence was relevant and necessary. Of course, this judge was looking at it from another point of view, which I guess we'll, we'll, we'll just trust in God and we'll get there when we get there, right? All right, let's come back and expose another rhino real quick. Well, not expose another rhino, but at least talk about another rhino. In Georgia, Brian Kemp, here we go. Welcome back, folks, here on Live from America. We are going to take our, uh, move our direction to the great state of Georgia. Now, we all know that the movie 2,000 Mules comes out in a very short period of time. What is it, May? May 2nd, May 4th, somewhere in that area? 2,000 Mules. You guys definitely need to check that out. The incredible investigation that went into this movie and to uncover this crime was, it was a mountain it was a mountain to overcome, and I only know this because I'm close with the people that actually were involved in building the entire investigation and shooting the movie. And there's much more to come with those folks. But anyway, let's go down to Georgia real quick because in an attempt to make it look like he's not so much of a rhino and maybe possibly to try to save his governor's seat after such a poor Poor debate against a very weak candidate in David Perdue last week. Brian Kemp today signed the bill into law to empower investigations into fraud and election crimes and took that power away from Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Brian Kemp signed the bill that would allow the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, the GBI, to investigate voter fraud and election crimes. This power was previously held by only the Secretary of State until Kemp signed Senate Bill 441 yesterday. Kemp has been under fire. (laughs) Good reason. Especially from Donald Trump. Since he certified the state's election results without first investigating the multiple fraud claims. According to the report from The Hill, the bill passed along party lines 98 to 69 in the House and 33 to 22 in the Senate. Quote, the new law is similar to one passed in Florida last month, which creates a 25-member committee called the Office of Election Crimes and Security, which falls under the authority of the Secretary of State. Kemp is currently facing a primary challenge from David Perdue, who has been endorsed by President Trump. Not me. By President Trump. Kemp allowed himself to be bullied into a disastrous consent decree that effectively abolished signature verification and allowed massive voting fraud to occur throughout the state of Georgia, Trump said in his endorsement to Purdue. Earlier this week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis established an election police force to specialize in investigating election fraud. Now, why does how does it differ from the Florida? Um Law. Well, the Florida law actually creates and establishes a police force where the Georgia law actually lets the GBI do it, which could be just as corrupt as any other uh, arm of the government. So Kemp is 
what he's doing here is he's making himself look good, but he's really not doing anything. Okay, he's putting lipstick on a on, on a pig. He's dressing up a turd in a tuxedo. It doesn't really do anything, but maybe boost up a little bit of his poll numbers against David Perdue. That's about it. Like I said, it's putting a tuxedo on a turd. It does absolutely nothing. And this is just Brian Kemp trying to save whatever uh, political life he has left or whatever political career capital that he has left. But let me tell you something. When you work hand-in-hand with Stacey Abrams and the world knows about it, your days are over. Your days are numbered. They're numbered. You can't work with Stacey Abrams and have anybody take you seriously. And that's exactly what Kemp did. He worked behind the scenes, cutting deals with Stacey Abrams. And we're not having that. Nobody in Georgia is having that. Nobody on Live from America is having having that. I know Candace Taylor isn't having that. Big shout out to her. Put her on a debate. Hey, listen up, Georgia Republicans. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of Candace Taylor being an actual America First candidate regardless of if the fact that she got the endorsement from President Trump? Are you afraid to put Candace Taylor on that debate stage because you know that one hour or two hours up there with her that she will pull support from both of their camps and completely destroy their campaigns? Are you afraid that Candace Taylor, a woman, come on, you Republican good old boy club, what are you so afraid of of a woman for? What's the matter? You afraid that this woman is going to come up there and absolutely lay the smack down on your two old good old boy Republican rhinos? Is that what you're afraid of? That's what I think you're afraid of. And I'm not afraid to say it. I don't care who endorsed him. The only way I would get behind a weak candidate like David Perdue is if God endorsed him. Candace Taylor should have a right to debate these guys and give Georgia the best option for them and their needs, wants, and desires from somebody representing them. That's what they want. Give her a chance. Stop screwing around. Moving on from that, because Kemp was involved in the real insurrection, we all know the real insurrection of this country was before on and after November 3rd, 2020. We've proven this time and time again from many different directions, from many different perspectives, from Mike Lindell and Dominion and his movie, uh, Absolute Proof, to Dinesh D'Souza, to Mark Fincham, to True the Vote, to what Rudy Giuliani did, to that amazing forensic audit in Arizona, we have proven time and time and time and time again that the election was stolen. There is no other narrative. The election was stolen. And we can prove to you that you didn't win, but I find it funny that you can't prove to us that you did win. So the proof is out there, folks. All you got to do is look for it. But... There's been hoax after hoax. There's been investigation after investigation, but there is light at the end of a tunnel for at least one of these witch hunt investigations because a grand jury witch hunt that's been investigating President Trump will end next week without any indictments. That means zero indictments on months-long investigations that cost the taxpayer millions of dollars. A New York grand jury 
investigating President Trump expires next week and will not be extended. The jury failed to find a single crime against President Trump despite months and months of investigations. Marxist Democrats like that loser Letitia James in New York and their media were hoping that the jury would make up some crime so they could continue to torment President Trump for exposing their failures and their radicalism. However, special grand jury has been hearing evidence in the criminal investigation of President Trump for months and months and months, but that's going to expire because the grand jury found nothing. There's nothing they can do. Big fat zero. Zilch. Nada. Nothing. President Trump wins again. President Trump was right again. The two senior prosecutors who had been leading the investigation, Mark Pomerantz and Kerry Car- uh, uh, Dune, resigned in February. February. We covered that. Pomerantz said in his resignation letter he believed Trump is guilty of numerous uh, felony violations. Yeah, he's guilty of numerous felony violations, but you resigned because you couldn't find any. The jury couldn't find any. The court couldn't find any. Nobody could find any, so where are they? You should be held liable for what you said, and you should be uh, paying President Trump restitution. The district attorney's office declined to confirm or deny the decision not to extend the special grand jury, which was first reported by CNN. Well, there you go, right there. Grand juries can always be called upon to hear evidence and weigh the return of an indictment and a new special grand jury could always be impaneled. But guess what? It won't be as far as this is concerned. It will be as far as something else is concerned because they've got nothing better to do in their boring little loser crybaby godless lives than to go after the God-backed uh, and, uh, and, and, and the holy people who actually want to do something for this country. Now, I don't know how holy President Trump is, but I know that he's not a liar, and I know he's about the truth, and I know he loves this country, and that's a whole heck of a lot more than I can say for this communist Democrat party, these progressive nobodies, and these globalist morons who continue to lose time and time again to the God that they say doesn't exist. We'll be right back right after this. Now, don't go anywhere, folks. You're really going to want to see this last segment because, uh, like I said, one of the things that I'm focused on is finding out who's a pedophile and exposing them, period. I don't care if they are the largest company on planet Earth If they're messing with kids and diddling with kids, we're going to talk about it. Now, here's another thing. I don't know how long, and I've I've not heard anything. Um, Well, I've not heard anything that's actually to the extent is about which which I'm ready to say it. But I'm going to say it anyway. I don't know how long I'm going to be on Real America's Voice News. (laughs) Um. They've already got to the point where uh, some of the people that handle their social media won't share any of my shorts because they say, well, when you're talking about, you know, some of the things that you talk about, it's kind of hard to put them on our social media platforms because we don't want to get banned. I get that. I get that 100%. But truth is truth. You're either going to call it out or you're not. Now, they have not said anything about me, me not being here. Nothing like that. So don't, don't go turning on RAV. I'm saying I don't know how any company could keep a liability like me around for a long time. I am a liability to anybody who partners with me because I tell the honest to God's truth. Now, 
Real America's Voice News didn't say that they don't like the show or they don't like having me there. They're very, very happy to have me. But the people who run their social media are afraid to post some of my videos because of how real they really are. I don't like that. Now, I'm not telling the people that run their social media how to run their social media. What I am going to say is that if we are not willing as a nation to say the hard things that need to be said, even at the risk of losing your social media platforms, then we are not going to win this war. Now, if I were to, I'm not saying I'm leaving Real America's Voice News. Please, nobody jump to that. I don't need people reaching out to Real America's Voice News. They let me do my show the way they want to do my show. I'm saying this based on what I feel this show is about ready to take another turn into some deep diving of proving things, and I don't know how liable people want to be with me. Maybe they'll let me go full on. Who knows? But what I am going to say is nobody should fear losing a social media platform over something like this because this is far more important. Now, they're not taking me off their... They, they love me on their, pl- on their programs. Don't get me wrong. They let me say anything. What I'm saying is I don't know if the world is ready for all of us here at Live from America. And I know dang sure the world isn't ready for what we're about to do next. I want to come back from this commercial and really hammer home another company that you need to be careful about. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here on Live from America, and thank you for being viewers of Real America's Voice. Now, I'm going to keep it real with the Real America's Voice audience. This show's a little bit too real for most people. We say things that most news shows will not say about people. We call people pedophiles when other people would not, and I will not stop. So if you like this show and you want this show to continue with its partnership with Real America's Voice News, reach out to them and let them know how much you love this show and the truth of this show. Because I think together we could change the world. How about you? Now, normally I leave you every day with a smile. Today I'm not going to do that. Today I'm going to leave you with an action item and a very, very powerful action item. Now, while you're all out there canceling Disney Plus and Netflix, you might want uh, to look at if the fact you have Discovery Plus because Discovery Plus is also grooming your children. Discovery Plus has a new show out called Drag Nation. Drag Nation, where they're focusing on dressing up kids in drag and sexualizing them just like HBO just like Disney, just like everybody these days. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Disney Plus and their new show, Drag Nation. Welcome to the Pink Palace, my lovely friends. I first discovered drag at 13. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I wanted it. Put on the wig and the makeup, and I'm someone completely different. I'm so pretty! 
My drag name is Vanessa Shimmer, and she is just a force you cannot reckon with. How do I parent a child that wants to do drag? I never expected drag to be a part of our lives. Oh my god, these are so cute. These are problems I never thought I had to prepare for. What I love about drag is the glitz and the glam. My name is Noah, and I'm transgender. Have you talked to mom and dad about your pictures? What do you think of taking those photos down? It's a constant reminder that we had to pretend I was a boy. Do you think I'm not would ever want to watch me do drag? How do I explain this to my child that she doesn't fully accept novella? Making friends has been a hard thing for me to do. When I'm becoming Nemo, Whoa. become more confident. Let me make sure you are appropriately fluffed. <laughs> this transition has been difficult for them, but they try, and that's all you can ask for. It's important for kids to understand that they're not alone. So my mom started Dragiton. Kids and their families are coming from all over the country where we get to be our true selves. Oh God, this is happening. It's Vanessa Shimmer! This is a place of love and support because we need that in this world. This is me and you better like it. Drag Nation, ladies and gentlemen, Discovery Plus. How much more of this are we going to put up with? How much more of this are we going to put up with? You know what you can do. You know how you can cancel these people. You know where to hit them. When they go woke, they go broke. And we here at Real America's Voice News and Live from America are going to continue this fight because there is no better fight than for our children. Folks, if you like what you see here, please go to jeremyherald.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up and get yourself a free Bible if you need one. Make sure you watch the show. Help the show. Donate if you can. Because we're just getting started. There are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and spread that gospel. God bless you. Have a great night. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.